Hey, what's up? This is Josh Doty from Cemetery Sun. This is Jesse from Cemetery Sun, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 67 of Spinning Thoughts. This is your friend. This is your host coming at you. It's Angelo. And uh, the reason why I specify is because as I was talking to the dudes from the band that I was just, we're going to have on here in a second, I kind of forgot to even introduce myself to them. I'm a fucking asshole. So I wanted to introduce myself to all of you to make it right. So uh, we have a great band here. I've been jamming them for a little while, and I've noticed a lot of the fans of Spinning Thoughts uh, mention them all the time, want to see them on the show. So I provided everybody, please help me in welcoming. I've got Josh and Jesse from Cemetery Sun. Dudes, what's shaking? Nothing much, man. Thanks for having us on. Hell yeah. Bye. So what's going on on your end, guys? Where are you at? You're, we're uh, we're all talking on different phones here, so you guys aren't together right now. Where are you both at? Jesse? Uh, well, I mean, today I actually happen to be in the same town, just doing the thing. So normally I live up in uh, South Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. We like we like to pretend that we have a lot more distance than we actually do. You know, <laughs> uh, no, uh, we're we're only like thirty minutes away from each other, North Sacramento more central sacramento i think is where jesse is so not too far today yeah okay. yeah i mean so so far yet so close yeah <laughs> well it's not like you guys spend enough time you know in close quarters in a van and you know traveling the country and shit right <laughs> you know honestly it hasn't really gotten old yet uh, no. it's actually like well the first couple of days getting back i mean josh you may have a different experience but for me like first couple of days like okay cool i'm on my own but a few days, I started missing the body warmth of my dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. Josh, how do you feel yeah, about I, it? I think everybody kind of goes through their own, um, I guess, version of uh, post-tour depression. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, whether you miss, you know, the smell of the South, the cold of Toronto, or the ocean. On yeah. either side of the country. I mean, you uh, or just playing in front of the fan. I mean, there's so many aspects of it, but yeah, it's uh, we always take a couple of days to be idle, and you know, before you know it, we're all back on the phone or getting blown up with 60 group text messages. You know. <laughs> That's so. the life, man. I dig it. So, um, you know, we're talking about you know missing tour, and we're gonna actually talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about your most recent tour here in a uh, segment here uh, in a couple minutes. But to kick things off. Guys, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, the debut self-titled EP that uh, officially uh, released November 2016. Uh, this collection of music, guys, I mean, it's extremely, it's it's rocking, it's upbeat, it's groovy. But what I like the best about mm-hmm. it is, is it creates this healthy appetite to want more. So overall, what are your guys' thoughts on the EP in regards to its success, fan reaction and engagement? What's like... What's it look like from your end? You want to take it first? Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Um, I mean, releasing the EP was was uh, it was fun for us because it it we got to release songs that kind of expanded over the last three years before we got signed. Kind of different stages of music we're at. I mean, Fake Love and uh, Sleeping It Off probably being some of the first songs we wrote together as a band, and then uh, EYTYK was something that kind of came halfways between then and there and diamonds actually josh and elliot wrote the night before we went to new york to get signed and yeah it's uh it's it's interesting to kind of hear the growth i mean especially with songs like diamonds um i feel like even the storytelling just kind of was able to mature over a certain period of time to where like it paints a better picture than i would have ever seen come from this dude before in the past yeah i mean it's an interesting ep in that regard because it's a 
four song EP, but within those four songs, there's a like a ton of diversity and and like you said, almost mm-hmm. you can feel like a growth because the songs did kind of uh, accumulate over a a, pre- a period of time, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, I would say, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, Josh, but I was thinking today about where we all came from before we were in this band, and it was usually one style of music, be it metal or something that was heavy. And I think one of the things we wanted to bring towards this band was a diversity because uh, we were bored being stuck with one way of telling a story. And I know for Josh, at least, that whenever this guy writes a demo, there's at least 15 or 16 other versions of that demo that's been put out because we just, we never get bored of it. I mean, what Dude, do you think, Josh? Insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's, um, I'll just touch on what Jeff just said. He, you know, it's, uh, there was like a level of claustrophobia, I think, that we all had, like leaving the heavier scene of music, which yeah. is, you know, extremely dominant in a town like Sacramento. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not doing that, then, you know, be judged, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think, you know, for me personally, I just wanted to do something that my mom could listen to, my friends could listen to, and, you know, uh, parents, friends, kids, like, you know, just people of all ages could, like, enjoy. And that's what we've been able to create so far. And I think that's why we have different kinds of songs. You know, yeah, we listen to people and we actually try out their ideas whether they know it or not if like a fan or a friend or a family member is like hey you should try this we're like well you know what i think that's cool maybe i'll just you know i'll throw my spin on it and we'll just see what happens and or maybe somebody has a really inspiring story Mm -hmm. and so not not every single song is about me or one of the guys in this band it's you know sometimes about just what we observe and i think that's why you have different flavors instrumentally as well as lyrically because not all the songs were written lyrics before music sometimes the music tells the story and right. the lyrics are the seasoning you know sure i dig it now from what i understand and correct me if i'm wrong here because i was reading like the press release and stuff like from your website which is very interesting a lot of information there for fans who want to you know get to know the band a little bit better but so i'm under the impression that you guys walked into creating this debut self-titled ep with about 30 songs oh yeah what in the that's, i mean this, holy shit like that's a lot yeah. man i mean that's awesome Dude, yeah there were 30 30 songs and probably Fuck. 20 more just starts and demos and ideas um totally. so, but yeah there were 30 completed demos um if not maybe like you know a, about a half a dozen more dude actually. like here's the more impressive and, um, part to me guys to be honest with you i think it's I think it's awesome to have that many songs but i think it's fucking crazy to narrow it down to four you know what I mean? Like, how, totally. that's yeah. what I want to know about is, like, talk to me about that process. Like, you walk into, a, you you brought these to the studio, like, and narrowed it down there? Or, like, when you went to the studio to record the EP, you had the four songs? Like, break down this process to me. Well, I, I mean, think we, we, go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah. You want me to go? You want I was going to say, I was, just, I was gonna mention Elliot real quick. And then, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's where I was going to. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think both of us are on the same page, Angelo, and we say, uh, Elliot Polokoff, that's a name that is very important to all of us because he uh, he's an incredible engineer and producer and he considers all of our ideas and actually lets us have hands-on production value in this band as well. So we are self-produced for the most part. I mean, there are, the, the songs on the EP, you know, you can read, there's other names on there. Um, Colby Wedgworth, Mark Needham, you know, just other people who had a hand in what we were doing to help bring out the best in us. but um you know more than 90 percent of what we've done has just been in a garage in the bay area yeah um and so we actually choose you know and um unless like you know for instance the label obviously they're the ones who put their stamp of approval on that ep right right and um so for them you know we're lucky enough to be on a label where they believe in us not just for our music but as individuals and as people and they kind of give us the reins with that, you know, mm-hmm. and or I should say gave us a lot of reins with that. When it came to that EP, we showed them the stuff. They're like, this is great. Let's put it out. And we, you know, gave them the handful of songs that we wanted to put out. And they're like, let's do four. Let's do these four. And we're like, awesome. Those are the, those are four of the songs we wanted to put out. I think, uh, and Jeff, if you have anything to add to that. No, I mean, I was going to say, like, part of that, that process, too, that Josh was talking about, where we include other people's opinions 
kind of helped shape that EP. There were songs that on that EP that we had written off for certain periods of time it's because we had started writing, you know, other songs and your new songs always sound better than your old songs to you at least. And it, it took other people to go, you're wrong. That song is actually better. I mean, if you were able to come back and listen to like fake love, I think was one that we were getting ready to write off as a whole. Just oh, we're getting wow. tired of it. We've, been, <laughs> we've been playing it for years. Um, yeah. There was even a point where we just kind of thought, okay, this is a cool song we wrote, but it, it won't really be anything important to the band. And it ended up after advice from our friends and family and, and other people kind of being what shaped the band into what we are now. It's just an interesting dynamic and process. I mean, and again, to have that many songs going into what turned out to be like a four song EP is just very, very impressive to have that much to choose from. Um, uh, That that leads me to believe that and I I don't want to talk about it just yet, but it leads me to believe that there's got to be some new music. And I know you guys dropped a single uh, this year and we're going to talk about that right now. But I got to believe that there's new music coming from Cemetery Sun here soon if you have that much. Uh, content, you know, but uh, yeah, um, we haven't we haven't stopped. I mean, we've probably written ten to fifteen songs since the EP came out. Oh my god! Um, and yeah, well, we're we're hot after trying to get this album recorded and kind of figured out. I mean, what was cool about the EP that we had so many songs to choose from is we weren't limited to okay, we have to choose something from a certain number. Like we could pick and choose what we thought was the best. And yeah, I think that's what we're trying to do with this album too. So, and just one specific detail yeah. on just to finish what you were saying is, you know, 10 or 15 songs since the EP, absolutely. That's like finished demos that we could show people. Yeah. I mean, the the actual number of, or the level of, excuse me, of productivity that this unit's able to create is, you know, probably at least a half a dozen song ideas a week. When yeah, it comes probably. To instrumentals, like, it's just always pumping out, and we just, you know, pick the cream of the crop, and those are the ones that we end up focusing on. But oh, that's awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. We've never, I don't think anybody in this group has ever experienced that prior to being in this group. No, I mean, I've been in bands where we had to play four songs at a show because that's the only songs we ever wrote. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's nice being in the spot we are now. We played a gig recently where we had to play a bunch more songs than what we're used to playing for a set, and all we had to do is just go, okay, what songs do we want to play from our catalog that we've never played before? Yeah, you know, that's actually an interesting kind of, like, topic, and I don't know how much time I can spend on it, but I'm going to bring it up anyways, is um, you have this large catalog of music that's not, like, studio-recorded and out there for the public to digest, but obviously when you guys are playing shows, I mean, you're playing more than four songs in a set, so you're bringing in songs, and, and now you have the new single, so that's five if you count that, of like studio material, but like how many songs do you guys actually incorporate into a live set that really aren't even like something that I could go and purchase? Um, just like the most, the two most recent gigs, I would say, you know, anywhere from three songs to like seven, you know, wow. just depending on this. I mean, that's just over the last little bit, like on, I know we're going to talk about tour in a little bit. And, um, I mean, we added, you know, a significant amount on there. We had to, we had to fill a slot. that's like, you know, what, 45 minutes. Well, add up how long, five songs. It was like 10 songs. It was 10 songs total. Like we, we always play the full EP and then anything we've ever released. Um, and then, uh, at like the concert in the park one we did for our, there was a, a local weekly festival they do out here in Sacramento. It was like, almost 7,000 people there. So we played 14 songs of all original material. So, yeah. so here's like my question and I don't want to come off as ignorant to this, but so <laughs> like I, I'm really like an Apple music kind of guy. Like I do Spotify just really to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meet the fans for this show on there and create playlists and whatnot, but I'm just an Apple guy. So like when I want to find a band, I go on Apple music and I, you know, I pay for that shit every month or whatever. Like mm-hmm. when I look at Cemetery Sun, there's only five songs that the four song EP and then piece of shit, which we're going to talk about. Is there other places for me to find recorded music from you guys? I mean, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> no, I think that's that's we pretty much got it pretty even across the board. Um, I mean, if you're if you're clever, you might be able to find some old stuff that we put online. <laughs> um, but I think is uh, it under yeah, the same so moniker? Um, I think it would be. 
we didn't change the band name until originally. Okay, well, I mean, we could tell that story at some point too. But I mean, we didn't really release any music underneath any other name than Cemetery Sun. So okay. I just no, just I'll just say SoundCloud. Do your research, see what you can find. Okay, all right, I can dig that, and I'm asking not for a friend. I'm asking for me. Cause I want to fucking yeah, listen no, to more. No. <laughs> um, you know, maybe we can send you some demos or some stuff. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. Like, if you ever want to bounce an idea off of somebody, I can keep a good secret for a guy that's got a fucking radio show. I can keep, you know, I can keep a secret. <laughs> uh, so you no, let, no, we can handle it. You let me know. All right. So real quick, to finish the topic of music before we move on to some other things, uh, the band dropped a new single in March of this year called "Piece of Shit," and I, honest to God, this song I heard first um so i've just been kind of jamming you guys since this uh release i'd heard of you before just hadn't gotten to listening to you um mm-hmm. this yeah. song fucking rocks i mean yes <laughs> it rocks um i want to know i mean to me and it, and it on the topic of like the ep like and how diverse that was i mean this is in a whole different fucking ballpark for me mm-hmm. in a great way um was this one of those 30 songs that didn't make the EP or is it brand new from after that? It's post EP. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Post EP. Yeah. So what kind of bridge does this song represent then in your music is it's obviously it's an anthematic uh, approach, which is again, it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But is this like a precursor to like what else we could expect Paint that picture for me. You want to or do you want me to? Uh, you can go first, Josh. All right. I mean, I love that question because um, this is where I get to say, like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we've, after, you know, talking to a, a de- and this, I promise this answer ties back around, but after talking to a you know decent amount of industry personnel and just our fans, they, uh, favorite remark that we always receive is the reason I love Cemetery Sun is because I don't know what to expect from you guys. Yeah. And so I don't think anybody expected us to come out with POS. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, after that EP and don't expect us to come out with another song that sounds just like it. We, where And there are songs that, you know, are in that lane. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we came from a heavier background. We love rocking the shit out of stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of songs that have an R&B alt flavor. There's, I mean, there's so many flavors and the only reason that that's, you know, able to happen is because we tie it together um, with our identity and that was hard to create. It took years to do that. But, you know, once you find yeah. that, you can pretty much, you can kind of, as long as you're not, you know, coming out with, uh, you know, a jazz version of something and then going into metal and going <laughs> into bluegrass. I mean, you can't go too far, but, you know, we can bounce around and as long as we kind of keep our rock roots, then we're able to kind of spread our wings and, and write what we want. And uh, POS is just another example of that. It's so different, and I would expect it to be different again. So very, very cool. Now, guys, what I want to do is, while we're talking about all these songs and talking about the diversity of them, uh, I'm going to play Diamonds for everybody right now. You guys cool with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. So we're going to listen to Diamonds off the debut self-titled EP from Cemetery Sun. Enjoy. I'm headed far away from home With all the time and the space to roam I said sorry way too much Hard in the light cause darkness isn't
Just finished listening to Diamonds off the debut self-titled EP from Cemetery Sun. Guys, uh, I know we've been talking in depth about the music. I just want to wrap up the conversation with, uh, give me just like a little insight into Diamonds that maybe some of the fans don't know. Is there any like special recording technique that you guys approached with or about something in specific or any memories about it? Do you want to go, Josh? Sure, sure. Um, Diamonds, uh, I don't know, kind of reflective. I mean, honestly, it was kind of inspired by other songs that we had written in the past. And, you know, um, it came to, it honestly came together kind of in a flash. I know Jesse previously mentioned, uh, you know, during this interview that, you know, we wrote it right before we hopped on a plane and went to New York. And he, couldn't have been any more accurate it was literally <laughs> written between the hours of uh 2 a.m and 4 a.m wow before we left at 4 30 to go to the airport to fly to new york and we only had it through a uh through the second chorus actually um mm-hmm. so it was really special it was just like a little finger picking riff that um i had written on acoustic and i didn't even know that it was going to get used in that song but we just started laying it down and in some songs they just write themselves and uh, diamonds yeah. wrote itself and i think that's why it just comes across like it does and it's not you know necessarily the one people look at the most but it's definitely a fan favorite i hear all the time it's my favorite one to play i get down into the crowd and you know get them jumping around and kind of inspired about uh by like you know what a band like 21 pilots does getting the crowd involved that's yeah. exactly what i wanted to do with diamonds i wanted to make it fun and i wanted to give people um an insight that sometimes love is hard and i know that's a very direct and uh, digestible message. And Absolutely. I feel like people have really grasped it, you know, that sometimes it just, the ball bounces the other way, you know? It's the truth, dude. We all go through it, and that's why uh, I really like the song. Relatable. You want to be relatable, and uh, we're all human. We all go through some tough times. So um, now the band, on a different note, the band has definitely been busy in 2017 uh you all just had an amazing tour with the unlikely candidates that ran from march the 30th through april 28th so you know a full month of uh healthy touring there overall how would you guys say it all went um it was uh first of all it was nice to be touring in the springtime for once usually ours are in the middle of winter and we're freezing our ass off so yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> It was a lot of like shorts and cut off shirts for sure. Nice. Like it was, it was pretty damn nice. Um, that, we went to a lot of uh, part of the country, I guess, that we had. We spent more time in the south and in Texas than I thought we had, and it was cool, man. We got to to meet some very cool and interesting people. The, the bands we were torn with, uh, unlike the Canids and Fame Riot, at at one point in the tour, were just some of the nicest dudes we've ever toured with. I mean, we've toured some pretty big ones and some mid-level bands that right. either treat us really good or they treat us really bad. And one of the cool things about this package was it, everyone was kind of hanging out and taking care of each other. And it was, we looked forward to seeing each other at each stop. I think the coolest part was that they were always front and center, you know, every chance that each band could uh, 
find themselves some time, um, you know, they'd be out there getting people engaged at these shows. Yeah. And that's a rarity, man. I mean, um, just in my experience, I'm not I'm not here to say, you know, paint the wrong picture, but I mean, no, you're I right. just haven't seen that on the, on the level that these guys did it. So, I mean, you know, go check out the Unlikely Candidates. Go check out the Fame Riot. You know, go support those guys. They're incredible. And we enjoyed sharing all the time that we got to with them, you know? Yeah. And um, and we still stay in touch, too. That's the cool part. You know, it's just a, a lot of times, tour's over. Well, nice seeing you guys. Maybe we'll see you at, you know, <laughs> a festival two years from now. Yeah, or yeah. Maybe we'll tour again someday. That's not by our snow. Well, no, it's actually like, you know, we're, we're all in touch. And that's just really cool. You know, that's, that's what... uh build something that's larger than ourselves you know yeah definitely so guys uh looking back then on that awesome tour uh in a lot of great cities what is there a certain like uh memory whether it's like something like you know funny happen or shitty or just like a one of the best like shows of of the string of dates any anything memorable that remains I don't know uh, what, what stuff we can say on there. <laughs> I, I mean, I oh, I give you permission to say whatever you want. <laughs> no, there's something probably legally we can't say on there. Yeah, 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 um, maybe, maybe. It, it it was definitely, like, it was a tour where we got to loosen up a bit and kind of learn how to hang out. I mean, some of the previous tours, we it, it was all business. Like, we knew we had to be someplace, and we had to be there at a certain time, and it was just kind of business, business, business. And then this time around, it was, we had to kind of, like, cut loose with the guys and kind of just hang out with them. I mean, I'd say one of the craziest experiences of every night playing on this tour was just watching the guys from the same night just lose their shit on stage. I mean, they're if you look into them, they look like, you know, they have their own approach to life as a whole. And they <laughs> check them out and make sense. But on stage like in, the, in the best phenomenal. way in yeah the best oh, for sure way, for sure yeah. yeah like some of the greatest uh, i i think uh, uh for me at least there's a bunch of people trying to look cool and there's guys saying this is what is cool to me i, I know exactly what, what you're saying and they they would shred man they would just they would kill it on stage and there was a couple of these gigs where we're like man we got to play after these guys <laughs> <laughs> like, there was just so much energy Dude, coming from every night i have to say kind of the same thing like uh so, you know the most memorable memorable part of that tour was uh, the humility everyone had to each other, even though we just kind of talked about that. But, you know, uh, there were a couple nights where, you know, I was just uh, either woke up on the wrong side of the bench or mm. <laughs> or, man floor, or, um, or just, you know, having a harder day than, than, you know, sometimes you expect. And it translates when you go up there on stage and especially, you know, being – the singer, you really notice <laughs> when yeah. when I'm happy and when I'm not. Um, right. In just in just the way my approach is, and there was one night where honestly, I was just having a fucking rough day, man, and and I had a rougher set than normal, and don't get me wrong, it still sounded perfect, absolutely <laughs> perfect, but um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt that. But, but, okay. But but afterwards, I was a little upset because I wasn't so sure it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though everyone else knew it was perfect. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. They, the fame, the fame Ryan and the Michael Candace, like, they all, you know, surrounded me, and they're like, dude, you're being so hard on yourself. Like, you know, it, it got personable, you know. Um, they came over and just, you know, lifted my spirit up, and all that did for me was make probably the most important memory to me on that tour, which uh, taught me a lesson, you know, uh, you are what you, what you feel. Yep. And you feel what you are. And those guys get their spirits up the whole time. And it just reminded me to stay humble and keep my spirit up. Fuck and, yeah, uh, dude. Now you can pay or, it forward, or, you know, whenever you're on tour with somebody else. Exactly. And, you man. know, and that's the whole goal. Exactly. Yeah. And those, those guys taught me that, man. Like, I, you know, not to say that we don't have days where we're on the same page as them, but. Right, right. You know, it's just sometimes when you're down and, you know, it's just like, man, you forget. And that's only because we're human. And those guys seem like they never forgot. And I was just so <laughs> impressed with that. And, that's, yeah. and uh, that's exactly what we want to pay forward. And that's how we want to tour. And those are the kinds of people we want to tour with. And if they aren't those kinds of people, then by the end of the tour, we hope they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's good. You know, it's just, good way to live it, dude. The, the so yeah. while we're talking about, um, you know, 
touring and shows and everything um before we got on air guys you know i was asking about um this like one day music fest um that i believe is like out by you somewhere i'm seeing it's in mountain view california is that like by san francisco where's that by it's, uh, it's San Jose. San Jose. Oh, okay, I have no clue. I've I've never been to California. I, mean, I got to fix that. But um, <laughs> so this was uh, you guys were. It was an amazing. The lineup was just incredible. It really, really was. Um, yeah. So you guys were part of BFD 2017. Some of the other artists, just to you know, for those who may not know about this, Taking Back Sunday, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, which I love, highly suspect. At friends of the show, Silent Pilot, I love those guys, um, and a ton others. So, guys, just tell me some insight on what is BFD. Uh, BFD is put on uh, by the local radio station uh, out there in the Bay. Um, it's live one hundred and five. Yeah, live one hundred and five. Yeah, it's probably just a. a big old group of, of bands that they've been playing on their station over the last uh, year or so. Um, it's pretty diverse. I mean, it was it was interesting to see the different styles of bands. I got to see Taking Back Sunday, which is, like, at least from my childhood, is one yeah. of the more important bands to me. me then too. you get to see bands like Phoenix or Franz Ferdinand. Um, our friends in Mizio were there. Um, got to run back into them. Um, uh, there's this kid uh, we were leaving the festival and there's this kid, uh, that was featuring on the DJ tent with this guy named Weeson, I uh, named Oliver tree. And when I was walking by, it's just this nerd with the bowl cut and this weird pair of sunglasses and this whole nineties neon green outfit. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, EDM is not really my thing so much. I was like, I'm going to watch this kid embarrass himself. And then he just absolutely fucking murdered his set. Like it was insane. And like, I, I went crazy because he was rapping. He's just, I, I can't really describe him. You got to look him up. Oliver Tree. I might say Oliver Green. Oliver Tree is his actual name. No, I think that's what you said. I'm not familiar. Uh, you should make yourself familiar. I'm going it was, to. It was probably the best set of the festival, I would have to say. Wow. I'm going to have to make myself familiar as well, man. That's uh, I wasn't there for that, so this is news to me. But uh, Yeah, it was mind-blowing. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm gonna listen as soon as we're done talking, to be honest with you. I've already wrote it down. So um Yeah, well check out Welcome to LA. There was some other songs he was performing and like I, maybe it's this thing you were talking about earlier with us that just do not exist anywhere on the internet. I've been driving myself <laughs> crazy trying to find this music and you just cannot find it. It's what I've been trying to do with you guys. Now you feel my pain, motherfucker. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, um, what I what I'm interested in, you know, you talked about like Taking Back Sunday being a band you wanted to see uh, there. What can you tell me with your set? Uh, first of all, like how long was it? I'm assuming there were some songs maybe I can't find, you know, recorded or anything. Are there like titles to songs that that I can just kind of hear that you have out there that you play live? Um, we played a we played we played six actually six song set you know festivals that's just band 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 oh band, yeah yeah or whatever you want you know so uh i mean we're we've been getting used to playing more songs live and so we were like wait what we only get to play six oh you know and um we went up there and you can uh find obviously our whole ep the self-titled one that was released last november online you can find pos or piece of shit whichever uh name you prefer <laughs> Um, online, uh, and then you can uh, also find, I believe, I believe we have a song called Wish It Was Love that might be up somewhere. If you can, uh, yeah, so if, you're, if you're hungry enough, you can go look for that as well. Um, All right, I'm hungry, dude. That one, dude, that one's a sick song. We That was, again, one of the first ones we wrote. It's just, you know, it's just been around the block. We kill it live. It's super fun to play live. Cool. Um, I think that's why, that's why we play it, you know, so. Um, What's yeah, your go-to closing picks. song in a in a in a set? Hmm. Pick love. Yeah, yeah. typically more often than not. And wh- what would you say maybe is the go-to opener? I'm just curious. I've never gotten the chance to see you guys. Ooh, opener. I, the opener changes quite a bit. Does I mean, it? like there's the the opener was like we when we went on the finish ticket in the vinyl theater tour. The opener we started with, we didn't feel like was working. So we'll usually just kind of change it up. We feel like it's working on the tour. But then like the next three tours, 
it changed every single time because it just worked better. I've always felt that it depends on yeah, like the intro song to a set. In my opinion, was all for the bands I've been in is always the hardest compared to like what to close with. I feel like you know what song to close with, like you know what the people want, right? But to really find that nice balance, um, like do you want to like fucking melt their face at the very beginning and like you know then like slow them down or I mean there's so much thought that goes into it exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think more often uh, than not, we do play Wish It Was Love uh, yeah. first. Recently, yeah. Re- recently, I mean, uh, we went on a tour with the Struts at the end of the year last year. I fucking amazing love band, amazing them. Individual. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Those, guys, those guys are fucking awesome, dude. Like, they make, they make me want to be that cool, you know? Uh, they really are, like, the epitome <laughs> they're, they're, of they're, cool. They are. Like, they're fucking awesome. The, some of the coolest people I've ever met, you know, Luke is just, I don't know, I could go on forever. Um, but, uh, so much to learn from, from them that we took away. And one of those things was, uh, let's come out and rock the shit out of this crowd a little bit harder. So once again, we changed our opening song. We opened with wish it was love on that tour as well. And, you know, it was just received a lot better. Yeah. And, uh, we took some of those, uh, quote unquote, cool tips from those guys. Too. Those guys <laughs> you know, Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Those guys, uh, they got it going on, man. I think, I think, uh, I don't need to say it. I think everybody already knows. Yeah. Everybody oh my God. I'm right there yeah, with you. The they truck. rock, no doubt. Um, and a great pairing, honestly, though, uh, for a tour. So maybe we'll see you guys with them again in the future. Um, so yeah. So, all right, guys, what we're going to do is we're right towards the end of this fantastic episode 67. But before I let you loose, I always try to create a special segment uh, that's inspired by the band I'm talking to. Um, so I, I I got one for you guys. I It's brand new. I'll probably never do it again because it's only for you. Um, and here it is. You, you don't even know what it is yet. I'm telling you for the first time. It's called. No. It's called Piece of Shit. Give me. All right. Um, so, oh no! Yeah, it's called, it's called piece what was of shit. It called again? I missed that part. Piece of shit. Oh great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's it's better than that. It, it's better than what it makes it seem like it could be. Um, okay. Cool. No, no, no worries, no worries. Here's here's the gist okay. of it. All right. This is gonna revolve around like what's the biggest piece of shit thing that could happen to you like while on tour or like being in a band like i'm gonna give you two things to choose from, oh, and you're gonna say what's the bigger piece of shit in that scenario does that sound fair okay cool oh yeah, hell yeah sure. and then just for the voice clarity i want uh let's just say josh answer first and then jesse you answer second so that everyone listening knows who's saying what sound good Got it. all right so this first. is the the brand new piece of shit segment with cemetery sun i'm really excited about it um all right guys so what's the biggest piece of shit breaking a string or breaking a drumstick now i know you guys may not particularly play the drums right but just in general you're in the band what's shittier if someone breaks a string or a drumstick dude breaking a string is the most piece of shit thing that can happen to you on stage (laughs) Jesse, what I'm do you sorry, think? I'm sorry. I, I only say that. Uh, I, I agree with, like, in some levels with Josh, uh, but recently Austin broke one of his drumsticks and then threw it out at the crowd, and it hit my lady straight in the middle of the forehead. Oh, my so God. I have <laughs> drumstick at this point. That, yeah, no, that's yeah. a piece of shit. You know, that that sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, she was not happy. <laughs> um, all right, so next up is what's a bigger piece of shit, a flat tire, like, on the way to a, a venue or – Running out of gas. Oh, uh, absolutely! Running out of gas is a piece of shit. We've dealt with the tire for it, but running out of gas—I don't want to deal with that shit. Hell no. Yeah, I'd agree. We could change the tire in about five minutes flat, according to the time. <laughs> yeah. But running out of gas in the middle of Idaho with nothing around you for the next forty-five miles would fucking suck. That's a that's a pretty big piece of shit, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's a give up. All right. That's, that, yeah. I agree. I mean. Changing a flat, simple, running out of gas, you're screwed. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What's a bigger piece of shit? Sneezing in the van while touring or farting in the van? Some people oh, really man. freaked out by sneezing. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, I- I'm going to have to say 
farting is a piece of shit in the van because <laughs> yeah. it literally it, it literally stems from a piece of shit. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I can appreciate <laughs> the logic there, Josh. I can. Yeah, I would say like a Taco Bell made us one of the feed the beat vans, but then then was we get five hundred bucks in Taco Bell gift cards. So the last few tours have definitely been a whole. Let's just say, like one dude had to leave his underwear in a bathroom at a rest stop somewhere. <laughs> like it was pretty, pretty fucking bad. He doesn't. We don't let him forget it at all. Right? <laughs> we're, we're even gonna like we're even gonna go so far to say is he is not on this call. So you can take your pick of the other three. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you can take your pick of the other three that don't play a stringed instrument. <laughs> <laughs> or the other two. <laughs> this is yeah, fucking awesome. I, Okay, now we're now we're pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I yeah. if you do something like that, I think it deserves to be talked about uh, online. Uh, he won't mind. He likes he likes the attention. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, hey, we've all kind of maybe been almost close to being there or knew somebody who might have been also. So um, yeah, we're, we can. He relate. won't be the last for sure. <laughs> he won't be the last for sure. What what's you wear a, that that dollar menu, son? Yeah, seriously, you gotta be you gotta be where. What's a bigger piece of shit, a jackass sound guy or a shitty sound system? Oh, uh, sound guy. Yeah, yeah, sound guy, piece of shit for sure. That's that. Uh, you can you can play you can play your music confidently through anything. In my well, I mean, you, you, it, it always works. But yeah, definitely, if you have a bad sound guy. Uh, your entire night gets turned upside down <laughs> easily. Yeah, by far. All right, so I would probably have to agree with you guys as well too. I've um, I've had some good and bad experiences with uh, the sound uh, professionals at venues in the past. What's a bigger piece of shit: messing up lyrics on stage or messing up an entire guitar riff? <laughs> That's tough. Uh, We've done both. (laughs) Well, then from experience, what turned out to be the biggest piece of shit? (laughs) I don't know, man. That's tough. I think. Who did? Good. Well, I'm just gonna own it because I am the singer. Um. Uh. Yeah. Forgetting lyrics is a piece of shit. Last year (laughs) at one of our festivals, I I did. I just. It was the first time we were playing a song, and I blanked out on an entire verse, and I like was like "fuck," and then I just came in during the chorus, and you know, people say they don't notice, but everyone does know that I'm a piece of shit for doing that. So. <laughs> Jesse, what about you? Um, if it's me screwing up, I'd probably say that's the worst because then it sounds like everyone's completely off. Um, <laughs> I think we regularly have guitar screw ups, so maybe we just don't notice them as much. But yeah, I, I. I, I think usually if, the, if Josh is fucking up, he can just stick his mic out to the crowd and pretend like they know it. Like, once <laughs> yeah. you guys sing along, like, you, can, you can get away with that. Dude, you're so easy, right. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my opinion. Fantastic. I didn't even think about that. Dude, that is great. Um, there's yeah, some you tips for you touring bands out the there. Out. Dude, that's fantastic. <laughs> Um, all right. So I've got like two more for you. I think I've got time for two more in this brand new piece okay. of shit segment with Cemetery Sun. I, I think it's turning out a lot better than what maybe I thought it would. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, what's the bigger piece of shit? Let's see here. Locking in the keys to the van, like locking the keys in the van uh, or losing the key to the trailer. Um, I'm going to say, uh, losing the key to the trailer is the bigger piece of shit in this band, at least, um, yeah. maybe not all bands, but one of us is a locksmith. So, I mean, we ain't that fun. <laughs> are you, wait, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One of us, one of us, we're not going to say who, but, but one of us is a locksmith. Actually, my, maybe two of us, um, <laughs> and all of us, all, all of us, if we have a rock. So yeah, yeah depending on your level of rocksmithing. Or a, a locksmithing. Oh my! Locksmithing, locksmithing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a locksmith for sure. <laughs> yeah, losing a key is the bigger piece of shit move. That is, that's Josh's answer. That's my answer. Okay. Josh. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. Losing the key for sure, because like he said, like we, we've, we've had dudes in this band get drunk and then have to call this guy because they lost the keys to the car and he has to come <laughs> unlock it for him and then drive their ass home. 
that that's is been just me before. ridiculous. Before. I'm <laughs> this segment. I it just I'm so happy I went with it because I'm learning a lot about you guys in this. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Particular segment. Um, all right, let's do the last one here of the piece of shit segment with oh. Cemetery Sun. Sorry, guys. I know I could do it all night. No, it's just starting to pick up. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, what's the bigger piece of shit? Not getting a sound check. So, like, maybe you walked in late or something like that, and they're like, "Oh, you don't have fucking time," mm-hmm. or you have the back line or something, uh, or getting your set cut short. Um, not having. A, uh, no, actually. I think the bigger piece of shit is getting your set cut short because I'd rather play our music the way it was intended to be played, which was every song that we planned to play. And I think we've managed more times than we have managed with a sound check without a sound check. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we've we've knocked, we've been able to get on stage completely set up within six minutes before we had to play our set. So that's being the sound check nowadays is something we anticipate every time we play just because we rather be surprised that we get one than disappointed that we didn't yeah um, yeah but yeah having your set cut short is you because like we try to hustle try to make sure we do our thing first and if something happens either the band before you goes too long or for whatever reason the headliner decides that they want 25 minutes of silence before they start the show like having your set cut short after you spent like four hours arguing with your man about what song comes after EYTYK. Definitely. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely well, not that, coming from experience. Too, man. Sucks for the fans, dude. They came out to right. music and then, you know, in some of the places we've gone, I know this is like totally just rambling, but some of the places we've gone around the country, you know, people drive hours. Yeah, no doubt. Play for 30 minutes. And when you're, and when your set gets cut to 20 minutes, it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, these, yeah. these people are here to support what we do. I mean, we're going to play no matter what, but, you know, <laughs> they, they just drove four hours from, you know, Columbus, Ohio to, you know, Nashville or from, you know, Boston to New York or where, wherever you're at. Like, or they flew from Columbus to uh, San Francisco if that BFD did. That did happen. And this this happened actually recently. So, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, awesome. It, uh, people flew out to see us recently, and our set got cut short. Oh, that's not awesome. I th- I was so, talking uh, about people flying out to see you was awesome. I didn't. So your set got sh- uh, cut short. It got cut short recently at uh, one of the previous gigs over the last couple months. And um, we had people fly out uh, from, uh, you know, these super fans, like, who've treated us so well um, with no- nothing but love. And, you know... Here they come halfway across the fucking country, and we have to cut a couple songs. It's like, come on, man. I mean, that's just, and it was already a 30 minute set or a 25 minute set. Yeah, that you know, sucks. A shorter set. Oh, man. So it's like, that's just not, that's just not fair, man. You know, it's just, that's like, again, you know, who, who's it uh, less fair to us or them? Yeah, it's definitely a, not us. Definitely less fair to them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Whenever I was writing that question, I was trying to think to myself, and I was almost leaning towards the sound check. But you're right. Like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, I, I don't. I never get the sound check. I always get annoyed that I don't get to. So, I mean, I guess that's just something. Like, yeah. as a band, you're kind of used to, you know. Yeah, totally. It's just a nuisance, you know. It's like that yeah. point. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah. So, guys, that was it. That was a piece of shit segment with Cemetery Sun. What did you think? I loved it. Let's do it again. I loved it. That was that was some of the best questions <laughs> nice. in, regards to, in regards to that title that I've, I've heard. Like, you know, cool. everyone jokes with us, let's be real. But, you know, that was fucking great. I dig I it. Yeah, fantastic. And, guys, anytime that I do a new segment where I'm asking the band these kinds of questions, I always encourage the fans listening to tweet us your thoughts on what we said uh, for the answers. Do you agree or disagree? Or what do you think about some of these questions? You can tweet uh, spinning thoughts at spin thoughts on Twitter. And guys, what's uh, cemetery sun's Twitter handle. I don't have it readily available uh, at cemetery sun crew. C R E W. There we go. So send us a tweet on what you thought about piece of shit segments. And let's have some fun on the socials. Now, uh, Josh and Jesse, we are at the end of episode 67. But before I let you loose, I do want to give you the opportunity to add anything I might have missed. Or maybe you want to say something to your fans. Uh, absolutely, man. Um, engage with us. We're an open book. We love talking to you guys. 
and we have a lot of new music that you can look forward to hopefully here in the very near future if you want to suggest people for us to tour with be friends you know let us know because uh our whole goal is to you know go around the world and make make this movement a family yeah i said the same thing i would just like talk to us like people message us on uh twitter or instagram all the time and we actually just have full-on conversations about them either just about stupid shit we think is funny or even real life problems so if you feel so inclined or you know if anything we ever put out touches you in a certain way and you want to say something let us know because it, it honestly when we're feeling down that makes us feel like we're actually doing something worthwhile absolutely i can get down with that and i encourage everybody to do that uh let's keep the conversation going outside of here and uh, Josh, Jesse, I'm going to talk to you off the air for a minute, but thank you so much for being here. I really was looking forward to this one. You guys are doing great stuff. Looking forward to hearing more. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no thank you for having us. Once again, I want to thank Josh and Jesse from Cemetery Sun for being with me here today for episode 67 of Spinning Thoughts. Their debut self-titled EP is available everywhere, and their latest single, Piece of Shit, is out everywhere. Uh, All the music rocks, and I'm super stoked to hear what's uh, coming next. While you're checking out Cemetery Sun, make sure you're checking out Spinning Thoughts on Twitter, at Spin Thoughts. We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. You can subscribe to the show for free on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Again, we have a new fan review that is posted and a new uh, post in our Metal Thoughts area by our hard rock metal guru, J-Bone. We will be announcing a really huge, exciting thing tomorrow. That's Friday, June the 16th. You won't want to miss it. The details will be posted on Twitter, so keep your eyes open for that. Everybody, thank you for being here. I love you so much. It is so great to have this friendship, to talk music all the time, and to just share in this passion. Everybody, please make sure you share music. Spread love. I'll open